Hi, this is Dr. Jeff McCombs. Thank you for joining me again today for Candida Diet Tips, Recipes, and Insights for Greater Health and Vitality in Your Life. We are back again with another episode uh, with information about Candida Diets, Recipes, Nutrition, and the latest insights from science and all things Candida. This is episode 18, and today's episode is about candida and sugars. This is another topic that I've written about many times over and over again. Uh, And I wrote a good series on candida treatments that was, I believe, eight in the series. And one of those is the uh, Candida Diets Part 4 Sugars, which you can find on the Internet and you can find at candidaplan.com. C-A-N-D-I-D-A-P-L-A-N.com, candidaplan.com. When most people go about treating candida overgrowth in the body, or almost any other balance in the body for that matter, they treat it as though it exists by itself, separate from the rest of the body, and so they never really consider what kind of collateral effects might be taking place in the body. This is the uh, typical medical model, and it is duplicated by most doctors, health coaches, etc. With candida diet and sugars, uh, we really want to consider that the sugar glucose is the primary fuel of all the cells of the body. So attempting to eliminate all sugars can have some uh, very negative effects. And uh, unfortunately, this tends to be one of the main approaches in almost every candida diet out there. It's they just say no sugars, you can't have sugars and and that can um that doesn't work too well. And that's the reason why there are a lot of doctors who really put down candida diets because it's not a really wholesome approach the way that many people approach it. Now on a candida diet, yes we do want to Eliminate simple sugars, which also includes those foods that can convert to sugars very quickly in the body. And these are the simple carbohydrates such as breads, crackers, pasta, etc. But on the candida plan, we have found that sugars in the form of whole fruits and complex carbs work very well with the plan. And that is pretty much with everybody except those people who might have trouble regulating their blood sugar, such as diabetics, people with reactive hypoglycemia, insulin resistance. Uh, In those cases, we have a simple blood sugar protocol to follow along with the Candida plan that works amazingly well. Uh, So you can uh, email us for more information about that. That is uh, a good protocol to follow because it also affects many other systems one Uh, blood sugar is off. So uh, you definitely want to be able to address that and to correct uh, fungal overgrowth in the body. And uh, in diabetics and people with blood sugar regulation issues, uh, there's less absorption of sugar into the cells. And so there are higher levels of sugar circulating throughout the body and in the tissues. And it is known that the incidence of fungal candida infections is higher in diabetics and others with these issues. So um, it uh, is good to eliminate the simple stuff because that can feed uh, candida, but we have to do it 
in a balanced way. Candida is commonly associated with chronic intestinal inflammation uh, conditions such as IBS, IBD, Crohn's, leaky gut, colitis, and uh, inflammation helps to spread the growth of candida, fungal candida. And it's one of the reasons that candida drives so much inflammation in the body because it's in its own benefit to do so. So if we eliminate all sugars, that can be detrimental for the intestinal lining because of the reduced production of something called short-chain fatty acids, which are produced by the cells in the colon, and they work to regulate and protect the intestinal tract. Short-chain fatty acids such as butyrate are responsible for helping to maintain the health of the intestinal cells and decreasing inflammation, and that's a big thing with candida. And there are many studies uh, available that go into this that you can find at PubMed and even just uh, on the website Googling that. Uh, here's one. Uh, after four weeks, uh, reduced total carbohydrates and fiber resulted in a significant decrease in cancer-protective metabolites and increased concentrations of hazardous metabolites. And it says here, long-term adherence to such diets may increase the risk of colonic disease. Uh, another one says that a low-carbohydrate diet reduced stool weight and had detrimental effects on the concentration of these short-chain fatty acids. And uh, they looked at long-term consumption as being a risk factor for development of gastrointestinal disorders. So, you know, we're looking at we need to have balance in the approach because we need to consider all the cells of the body. Um, as we talked about in a previous podcast on glucose transporters, the GLUT1, that if sugar, the glucose, is not available, it weakens the immune cells, and it specifically will weaken the immune cells that are the ones most responsible for controlling and can, uh, eliminating candida. The neutrophils, Th1, Th17, those are all weakened by a lack of glucose. So we do have to have that balance in the body. And this concept of no um, sugars or carbs or anything on a candida diet is something that goes back to, I think, the first diet developed by Orion Trice um, back in the late 50s. Although he didn't really think diet was a big factor, it can be a factor. But from that can, came this concept of eliminating all sugars, and it's problematic and does not need to be done. Um, when you add, when we, we have fruits on the candida plant, and that gives us vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and fibers. So there's a lot of benefit. Uh, and again, as long as you don't have that blood sugar regulation issue, we haven't found it to be a problem with the candida plan. And also the concept of trying to starve candida out of the body, which many people have adopted from this uh, sort of erroneous belief about candida and sugars, uh, can be problematic in that starvation is one of the known triggers that causes the normal yeast form of candida to convert to this problematic fungal form that spreads throughout the body, creates a lot of inflammation and uh, damage to tissues. So we can see from all of this evidence, and there's much, much more on the internet, that candida cannot be treated as though it existed separate from the body. Today's recipe comes from the Everything Candida Diet Book by yours truly.
published by Simon and Schuster. And this recipe is for beef or chicken skewers. And this can be found on page 259 in the book. Ingredients are one half cup of Bragg's liquid amino acids, two tablespoons of lemon juice, one clove of garlic, one half teaspoon of ground ginger, two tablespoons of olive oil, two medium green onions, finely chopped, and one pound of beef sirloin, thinly sliced, or boneless chicken breast. Combine all the ingredients in a large bowl and thread the meat onto bamboo skewers, skewers that have been soaked in water for 30 minutes. Marinate at least three to four hours overnight. Grill on high heat for eight to 10 minutes or broil for 12 to 16 minutes and uh, broil the grill until all the meat is cooked through. Simple, easy, and one of the hallmarks of how I like to cook whenever I do the candida plan. Uh, if you have any questions, um, please let us know, and we'll try to answer those in one of our upcoming episodes or get back to you personally. You can email us at support at candidaplan.com or call us at 888-236-7780. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and be sure to subscribe for more Candida Diet tips, recipes, and insights. If you can rate our show and give us some love there, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio now I heard, uh, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, others, uh, there are many podcast platforms out there, on Facebook at Dr. McCombs Candida Plan, as well as our YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, and elsewhere. Thank you again for taking the time to listen in, and have a great day.